1: Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, the podcast where two best friends use their patent penny movie ranking skill to determine the true quality of a film. Today is Thursday, September 21st, 2023, and there was a little bit of a technical difficulty. This was our first time recording in person in three weeks, and uh, the producer, Tyler Wooten, messed up and didn't change our input. Uh, so the following episode, which we'll pick up after the intro, is recorded through my laptop mic. Uh, the quality is not great. But you could still hear it, and you know, if it, if it's too bad to listen, just uh, go back and listen to our Death on the Nile review, which was the uh, prequel to a Haunting in Venice. But we got a good show reviewing a Haunting in Venice. Kenneth Branagh's beautiful mustache, and we also are doing a facial hair draft, which came out really good. So please excuse the excuse the bad audio, and I hope you can uh,
0: still enjoy the show. 50% of the time, it works every time. Don
1: Samos, what? We just become best friends. Yep.
0: I'm not, I'm not fucking leaving!
1: The show goes on! is retired, but when he witnesses a murder in one of the most haunted houses in Venice, he must figure out... If the one murder mystery he can't solve is one committed by those who are already dead. That was pretty good. Yeah, no, I told you I was working on it. I hated it. I scrapped it all, started again. I found my sweet spot.
0: That I was... think I
1: think English teachers were onto something with like rough draft, final draft. <laughs> that was uh pretty good, Ty. Yeah. Was that you told me a long time ago you were randomly gonna sprinkle in an AI no, generated no, one? Fuck no. Good. No, that was all me, baby. You saw me struggling to type it. Well, that's, I thought maybe you gave up uh, and just went to ChatGPT. Just cheated. No. Also something you might have done in high school. What? Oh, yeah, 100%. But no. No, Not ChatGPT. It would be such a problem if we were in high school now. I would be expelled for fucking... Is it plagiarism? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, there's a fucking lawsuit waiting to happen. Well, I do know it is against fan-sided policy to uh, use AI. We just recently may have caught someone doing it, so... Um, just a contractor, but. That's fucking great. A Haunting in Venice, the third of the Hercule Poirot, Hercule, whatever, Poirot trilogy. It is an Agatha Christie novel series that was turned into film. The first one, Murder on the Oriental Express. Oriental Express or Orient Express? Orient Express. Number two, Death in the Nile, which we have reviewed on this podcast. Go check it out if you have not listened to that review oh, already. God. That is when we were first uh, introduced. To Mr. Bernard's no, mustache. To his mustache. Yes. yes, not to him. Because I'm going to tell you, our relationship started out as rocky as it could ever possibly start out. What was our? How did it start? We've talked about this, but I forgot. He directed Artemis Fowl. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's the man who created probably the least favorite thing I've ever had to endure watching. He's a, yeah, he's he's a recurring recurring person on this po- podcast, Ty. Oh, yeah. No, we Cross this
0: path
1: Frequently. You know, like you said, uh, Artemis Fowl, he was just in um, Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer, which I didn't even realize till after the fact. Um, That's because he didn't have his
0: mustache.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's directed some movies. He starred in some movies. I just feel like he pops up in my life every, like, six weeks. Somehow, some way, mm-hmm. Kenneth Branagh in my life. He was uncredited in Infinity War. There we go. Death on the Nile. Tenet he was in. I didn't see, but he was in it. Dunkirk didn't see that. Doesn't really make my case that he keeps popping up in my life, but he keeps popping up in my life. Ty. Yeah. Belfast. Did we watch Belfast? No, we didn't. We just talked about it. Yeah. Mm. A lot. Bernard has directed all these movies as well, so this is not only uh, he's not just starring as a beautiful mustache. He has to. Do you think he twiddles his mustache in between takes when he's trying to figure something out? No, you can't. You can't fuck with that perfection. Do you think it's real? I think I don't want to know if it isn't. <laughs> Yeah. I think that's one of those things like I'm a child with Santa Claus like there's that year where you're like ah is it but like I don't I don't want to know if he's not well I know the answer and I won't tell you please don't <laughs> I will not tell you um, no because I feel like if it was the other way you would tell me look I'm heartbroken
0: look,
1: look all I know is I was excited for the stash and we did not go to this movie together because with how my birthday lined up and everything you, you were able to go on Wednesday yeah no. I went on Tuesday. But I did take Gavin, my 11-year-old stepbrother, technically. No. No, nope, brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. We were, that up. That up <laughs> weird. we were calling him that. You fuck that up all the when... time. It's weird. We are calling him that one. I don't know. He's 11. Didn't know if he'd like it. He watches some spooky movies. He hit, he binged, like, the Halloween movies. Did he? Which were terrible. And they watched the most recent one. I think he said it was good. So that's how we you know. No, Gavin. His movie opinions might not be the best.
0: Okay.
1: Um. So I know he likes the spooky movies. I knew this one wasn't going to be too spooky because I Googled it. Um, and I was trying to ask you to see how spooky it was, and I was like, screw it, I'll just take him there, and if he gets scared, then I have an out. We can leave.
0: That was (laughs) in my mind.
1: Look, if he's getting scared, I'm gonna be getting scared, and then we can both leave. Yeah, and afterwards, he's at the age where any movie he sees in the theaters is his best movie ever, um... Some civic things, two things, one with Gavin is he was making fun of me in the beginning because I was saying how I was scared. Okay. And then uh, as soon as that chandelier falls, that first jump scare oh, you yeah. get, he he jumped out of his oh, damn I near out of did. his seat. And I he stopped he making fun of me after that. So <laughs> He's a pipe down boy. <laughs> when the the girl appeared in the mirror, I heard him go, <gasps> oh yeah, <It's> Terrifying. <laughs> I knew that scene was coming because I kind of Googled as, scary moments. <laughs> I don't, you don't even have to Google anything. If it's a scary movie, there's someone popping up in the mirror behind you, a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. And if he's in the bathroom, I I was waiting for it, and I didn't know when they were gonna do it. Still fucking got me. Well, if we if we make a horror movie, when we make our our murder mystery, he'll look up in the mirror. There's nothing in the mirror. He's just like, oh, they're just trying to scare us, but they're not really scaring us. And he's gonna look down at the water in the reflection of the water. Oh, we say fuck a mirror. Yeah, false sense of security. Yeah. There you go. I like that. Mirrors weren't invented like 1880 or something crazy like that. Really? Yeah. More you know. No way. More you know, Ty. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Are you being serious? Yes. That's wild. Mirrors were such a new thing. And Agatha Christie, because I just looked this up, was born in 1890. I think she may have been the first person to think of someone jumping up behind you in a mirror. So the invention of the silver glass mirror was 1835. Modern was mirrors so much. originated in the 19th century. But mirrors in general have been around much longer, so maybe they used like different materials, them. yeah, and stuff. So, but the the silver glass mirror, 1835. So maybe she did create mirrors. Maybe that was her inspiration. Maybe she didn't even care about mirrors itself, but she was like, "This would be a good way to scare the fuck out of people in the future." Oh, okay. let's create it. <laughs> okay. And it just so happens that they were very useful for other things. <laughs> So there was that. And then there was also – I had a – what I'm guessing was an Agatha Christie superfan in my theater. He was an older gentleman, probably in his 40s or 50s, you know, by himself. Just, you know, no judgment. I'm not going to judge anyone. But he seemed like someone who may like Agatha Christie novels. And he was hooting and hollering at every, like, thing that wasn't even that funny. He was laughing. He was cheering. And he gave the movie a round of applause when it was over. Fuck yeah. And no one else joined. (laughs) Now, was that man – in a trench coat with like a, a tobacco pipe. <laughs> no, he was not. It wasn't true. He, was, he was in a <laughs> no. Okay. He was probably in a size medium t shirt when he might have been meeting an XL. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Yeah. No no judgment. But he loved it. So I'm happy him. It's always good when you have someone enjoy a movie yeah. alongside you. I did not think this movie would get applause. That took me aback. That's pretty impressive. My Civic Plaza experience is very simple. I watched this movie alone. No one else was in the theater. A completely empty theater. Let me tell you, those fucking scary moments hit a little bit harder when you're in an empty theater by yourself. That was me and Ryan when we saw Last Night in Soho. It was me and her. And no one else. Yeah, that. I mean, you at least had her there for you. Every little noise, I'm like, I'm like fucking jumping, <laughs> looking like to my side. It was just full empty. And it wasn't one of the smaller ones either. Like it was a full size fucking theater. Oh man. And I, I didn't enjoy that part of the experience. Was it? I'm sorry, Tom. Yeah. Should have been with you. I was. I needed someone. Should have or taken some cabin with you. Now, we were talking about how scary it was before. Before we jump in the scale, last thing I told you, I was doing research about how scary it was, and uh, a colleague at I Fanside—I don't remember who wrote this—so um, apologies, but they wrote that nothing in this movie is any scarier than Gal Gadot's acting in *Death on the Nile*. Would you um, confirm that? Oh yeah. <laughs> you would think. Uh, her acting in *Death on the Nile* was scarier than *A Haunting in Venice*. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, fucking love that coworker of yours, whoever it is. I'm currently trying to look it up. I got it right here. Hidden Remote that is the website. Uh, Alex to Tis- to I like that guy. Or Gal. Alex, gender neutral name. 100%. I feel like you get more male Alexes. You're probably right. But uh, fuck yeah.
0: <laughs> I love
1: anyone who shits on Gal Gadot's acting. You were kind of ahead of that. I actually independently saw someone else like bashing Gal Gadot on social media, mm-hmm. and I was I was kind of like Ty was ahead of this curve. He was the first like anti-Gal Gadot person I knew, and that might become a popular thing. Yeah, she's terrible. She's really bad. You were anti-Gal Gadot probably before she did the the Imagine video. Oh, big time. Yeah, no, that's that might be her best acting performance in your eyes. Yeah. Oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> No, this that's a that's a wonderful take. I think they could have used her as the woman who jumps up in the mirror. Mm,
0: that was just a, real
1: scary. It, he just looks at the mirror, and it's a flashback scene from Death on the Nile of one of her acting scenes. He looks up in the mirror, in the Wonder Woman theme song playing. <laughs> <laughs> just fucks you up, man. I'm like no, oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> Let's jump in the scale, time plot slash story. Why don't you lead the charge here? So, murder mystery. There's there's a murder, um, daughter's murdered. Possibly, maybe a suicide. Hercule Poirot in the past. Not in, in, in the past, past. yeah. yeah. Um, house is haunted. Mother's grieving. He shows up to this party because the old person, old friend brings him along.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Obviously, there's more stuff than than what meets the eye going on. They do a seance. Seance lady gets murdered. Viciously, fell off a balcony. Yeah, lands on a statue. Not that fall of a far for her to get impaled by a statue. You don't think you get impaled? The ten I, feet drop? No. No, I think you bounce off of it and it really fucking hurts. I don't think that hand goes through you, though. Yeah, you probably break a vertebrae. Yeah. No, it fucks you up. I think she's more in a wheelchair fucked up than... Okay, but what's cooler? Getting impaled by a statue pointing up or just breaking a vertebrae and she's just lying there? No, you're right. I just <laughs> wish they would have, like, made the building a little bit taller. Fair. Give her a little bit more room to fall. Or give the, make the statue a little pointer make it a sword also if I'm really nitpicking the story I wish they would have killed maybe the dad first because Michelle Yeoh is wonderful and they just killed her off very quickly okay fair but um, yeah I don't know they think it's ghosts they think it's the haunted house and it's killing all these people turns out it's just a crazy mom hmm yeah and a really smart boy who caused it all <laughs> yeah his blood of three people are on his hands including his father Two two people. Well daughter's not on his Four hands. people. Four people. Or three no three people, you're right. Yeah. Daughters not on his hands. Yeah. Did I forget that someone else died? His mom, his dad, and Michelle Yo. His mom Not his mom. The mom. Oh yeah. No, that's on him too. Yeah. Yeah, so real I mean he's smart but real shithead kid. Yeah. Just to like blackmail this lady out of her money. Um but i had a good time with it. I like the, the suspense. Now, me being the person that I am, I was thinking of it like throughout the movie. Of course. Yeah. And well, I was just like, uh, I was like, what if this is real life? What would I think is going on? Like, if mm. I was in Mr. Hercule, Hercule Porro's mm-hmm. shoes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'd be like, I'd be thinking gas leak. You're hallucinating. Mm. That's what I thought. Okay. And then it turns out poison hallucination. Yeah. But I don't, I don't believe in no fucking ghost. Mm. I was scared in that theater, but I don't believe in no fucking ghost. <laughs> I saw the hallucination thing coming up as like why everything was haunted. Yeah. I was glad I was right about that. Did not realize that it would all be the boy. That's, yeah. That part got me. Okay. Well, you also had the, there wasn't just the murder mystery, there was like a mini mystery that he solved before he solved the murder when he solved that the the, the author he knew was in cahoots with the his police officer slash his yeah. bodyguard, that they were bringing him there in the first place to try to what, expose him so they could write a new novel or something like that? I didn't really fully understand the logic, but... Maybe. Um, so he solved that little mini-mystery. He had to get his feet wet, you know, get back in the game. Even before that, right off the rip, he just whips his dick out, proves that the seance is fake right away. Yeah. Just like, that motherfucker left a shoe print be better. Yeah. On the best in the game. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a heat check. Yeah. And, yeah, they got him. God damn it. Where'd you get it? Um. Yeah. All I have to say, I like the little the little twist of the boy kind of being behind it. I saw the the hallucination thing coming from a mile away. Lots of murders, but I like a good murder mystery. I think murder mysteries are are fun. They're intriguing. They they get you thinking. It's a very interactive watch. Like you're not just sitting there experiencing. I feel like your mind's kind of kind of buzzing throughout. Landing on thirteen out of twenty. All right. I'm a little bit lower than you um murder mysteries are more fun but i don't know this one was so focused on it didn't feel like a murder mystery It felt more like a supernatural movie like well i kind of like that that it was like a it was like a murder mystery or is it murder mystery you know that's fair um i don't know i just seen murder mysteries like done better and this kind of bleeds over to my key elements as well as as much as i don't like scary movies I almost wish they leaned one way or the other, which I mean they have to go based off the subject material. I get it, and I'm sure Agatha Christie's book, she didn't write all these murder mysteries and then suddenly do a psychological thriller. You know what I mean? But like my theory, I went like a deeper level. I thought that boy was like dead. I thought he was a ghost. Oh, I thought they were six. Six sense. Well, at first, I think the mom did talk to him, so that wouldn't have equated. I'm not going to get fucking Bruce Willis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but. Besides the mom, which I don't even – I think the mom talked to him. I don't know. But the dad talked to him, and then Kenneth Bernal, I believe, only interacted with him. And the seance lady talked to him when she was doing the seance. And then Kenneth Bernal only talked to him like after he started seeing ghosts. So I was like – and he kept talking about how much he knows the ghosts and everything. And I was like, ooh, is this kid dead? Is this the pathway? I like that counter how much cooler would it have been if Kenneth Bernal was dead. Also would have been cool. How cool would it have been if he was undercovering his own mystery that he was the one who murdered the person? Oh, shit.
0: That sounds like something someone <laughs> should write.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I kind of, again, it bleeds into key elements. I kind of wish they leaned one way or the other, because I like murder mysteries, and obviously you have Glass Onion and Knives Out and all these great examples. And then you have, like, the psychological thrillers, where it doesn't have to be horror or jump scary, but you could go a little more the psychological route and go that way. And it was kind of, like, stuck in between, and I feel like a lot of the murder mystery got pushed aside till the very end when he was just like, oh, I got it, and then explained it all. And it kind of was an obvious answer in the mom, you know, but it kind of always is the obvious answer. I don't know. That's why we need to make our movie where no one, literally no one would expect a detective. That is such a fucking genius idea. It's incredible that he's the hero of the movie until he's not. Man. I give him 11. Okay, a little bit lower. I will say, uh, Gavin did not know this was a genre. He was like, after the movie, he was like, I like, like, the mystery part and, like, trying to find out, like, who saw it. And I was like, "Gab, let me tell you, this is a whole genre. I was like, you need to go watch Knives Out and Glass Onion. I was like, those are on Netflix. He's like, why? Are they the same? I'm like, well, it's not the same movie, but it's it's a murder mystery. And yeah. it's done better. And I don't know if he's seen them yet, but. I love that for him, just discovering this, <laughs> this field of probably, like, the number one most made type of movie. You think so? Murder mystery? I feel like that's like a. Yeah, I do. Maybe not this exact layout where it's like a detective. Everyone's locked in the building. Yeah, and yeah figure it out. Cool. But I feel like most, a good percentage of movies are like, someone dies, let's figure it out. You no, know it's a good murder mystery. What? Game Night. Really? I don't think there's a murder, but it's a, it's that genre. How is it a murder mystery genre without a murder? Okay, well, it's like a, a solving clues detective, I guess, kind of. I don't remember. Maybe there is a murder. I don't remember. I'm actually going to rewatch it. Okay. You for someone it yet? who's so high on a movie, he just doesn't remember. I, it I know you thought. would love it. Jesse Plemons yeah. redeems all the bad things about himself in this movie. He's so good at I've it. I've seen the one TikTok clip with Jesse Plemons mm-hmm. um, talking about the chips. Yeah. Um, wonderful. Very funny. He's shooting fire the whole movie. said, How is that profitable for Frito? <laughs> it's a great line. Please watch it, Ty. Please. I want to. I will eventually. It's not like I've been actively avoiding it. It just hasn't come up. I'll get into who's with your wife. I'll okay. get her to start it. You'll start watching it like a dad. Well, arms folded, standing like, up. I won't even need to. As soon as it's on, I'll be like, I'm in. <laughs> it's, just, it's just getting over that hurdle of putting it on. Fair. Fair enough. Key elements, again, I wish they leaned one way or the other. Like, I've gotten better Murder Mystery, and I've may, maybe I haven't gotten better Supernatural Thriller because I'm scared of them, but there definitely is, it is out there. And it's like, there was scary moments and not scary moments, and... Again, I wish there was more murder mystery, and there was no humor in this. I don't think it was trying to be funny, but the one guy thought it was funny in multiple instances. Yeah, I don't know when he was laughing. Now that you say that, I don't know what. It was just like little throwaway moments that he thought was funny. There was maybe like one time where I got a little chuckle. I can't. Yeah, I mean, you can pay me a million dollars to remember, but I remember chuckling. Yeah, I don't. I didn't laugh, other than laughing at him, clapping after the fact. But I don't know. I kind of felt half baked both ways. I'll be honest with you. And if you're half baked both both ways. That's 5 out of 10 and a 5 out of 10. That's a 10 out of 20 for me. Okay. Um, I'm a little bit higher than you. I felt like, yeah, it wasn't the best murder mystery I've seen, and it wasn't the scariest, like, edge of my seat kind of thing. But I like how it was a little a I like that you got that murder mystery. I like that you got that. I like you got the the self-reflection with a detective who, he. there's always an explanation for something, and he his struggle with, is there an explanation for this? I like that little internal conflict. But then there was such an easy explanation. He still figured it out. I wish there was at least a little bit of ghosts involved. That would have been cool. There kind of was. The the girl saw him at the end. He might have still been tripping off the honey, though. Yeah. He's definitely still tripping off the honey. I don't know. I'm a little... Look, I give it six points for Murder Mystery, six points for Supernatural. That's bad math. I'm so sorry. I give it a 14. (laughs) Six plus six equals 14. (laughs) Good job, Ty. And then two points for the self uh self conflict. There you go. Hercule Perot. I don't know, am I insane to say like I'm okay with Hercule Perot. I'm just gonna keep calling Hercule. I'm okay with Hercule Perot solving mysteries on moving objects. Even though I haven't seen the first one. I just like when he's solving mysteries and moving moving objects. It was a little stationary for me. Could've been moving. Yeah, coulda. Couldn't he have been like a in a houseboat Clean. on Venice? Yeah. I guess that's literally what they were on the last one, was a, house yeah, was a houseboat. <laughs> yeah, it was a houseboat. You need a murder on a plane. You need a murder on, I'll say a bus, because a car murder would be pretty easy to solve. <laughs> yeah. Um, we already have train. We already have train. We already have boat. What about a like, cruise ship? Is that a different type of boat? It's just bigger, but I think it's the same. Make type. this submarine. same. Agatha Christie, why did... <laughs> I like submarine. He could have yeah. solved the, the Titanic submarine mystery. Yeah. They all just would have died at the same time. Yeah. But you wouldn't have known. <laughs> Agatha Christie, shame on her. She should have made this movie on the Queen Mary. And then all of a sudden, they're on the Queen Mary. It's haunted. Gets undocked somehow, floating through the, the ocean. No, the Queen Mary existed after Agatha Christie died. Okay, that up. was the joke.
0: I have no idea. That's I'm pretty joke. sure the
1: Queen Mary was like World War I or World War II. Um, your father's probably listening to this as we speak in the future. Hey, Riley. Uh, he seems like a big Queen Mary guy. He probably knows exactly. Fuck it.
0: And he'll text us.
1: He's like he's currently in the process of texting us when the Queen Mary was built, and also wondering why we never texted him back when he texted us last time about his podcast feedback. It's because he watches, he listens to it like a week and a half later, and I'm like, dude, I don't remember what we were talking about. And he says it out of context, as if we're in the car actively talking <laughs> yeah. about it with him, like it's a live recording. Yeah. <laughs> well, Riley, we know this is this is live now. Thank you for texting us. Yes. No. I'm. I'm yeah. <laughs> I get this one. <laughs> Visual cinematography. This movie was weird. It was dark a lot, obviously, because it was scary. But when it wasn't dark, I don't know if they just used special cameras, but it seemed kind of crisp.
0: Oh, it looked
1: good. Like, it looked like... I don't know if there's, like, new cameras that have come out in the last, like, year. You know what I mean? Like, the IMAX or whatever always makes these new cameras. Or if Civic has a new projector. But, like, it looked... Crisp, and this wasn't didn't have anything to do with like the filmmaking per se. So I'm not necessarily even giving it like that much credit just because the camera looked like it was more up to date. But did you you notice that too, right? No, it was really fucking good. Yeah, I don't know what it is. You give me you give me wide shots of Venice. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is movie making, baby. Should we go to Venice when we go to Europe? I would, We weren't planning on it, but oh, you said we like me that uh-huh. kind of You want to go? I'd love to go I'm to going our honeymoon.
0: Right.
1: What's this? Make, I can it up your, renew, make it a four. I can help you renew your vows while you're there. <laughs> a month after? Yeah. Um, no, I thought, you know, obviously, like I just said, that looked good. But look, it was dark, but it was meant to be. And I liked the set pieces and I liked the spooky nature of it, like how they did it. Um, I thought it was all fitting. I felt like I was in Venice. There's times you like 1950s or whatever Venice, whenever this takes place. Um, there's time, you know, you could do this movie and it just feels out of place. Like, you know, they're on a back lot somewhere and you know, it's 2023 while they're filming it. I thought this, you know, put me back in that setting. And, uh, I thought it was shot well with attention to detail because Mr. Bernal was in charge of it. He was directing it. And I know that's a man of detail. I gave it, a, I gave it the same score as our last Italian movie. We just watched equalizer three, a 14 out of 20. 14 out of 20? Yes, sir. So I, um... They shot this, whatever they used. It looked really fucking good. Mm-hmm. I love the setting. I agree. I felt like I was in this time. Um, but I like some of the camera work also. I think the, there's an opening shot when he jumps up, he wakes up, and it's like exactly half of his face is lit, and mm-hmm. the rest is in the dark. I feel like that's a good metaphor for the movie. Like, is, he, is it the live Ooh. people? Is it the dead people? Film class Tyler coming out. But also... It was kind of cool seeing half of that mustache let up and the other half in the darkness. It was like split right down the middle. And I got to examine just like one side and then the other. How many times did you find yourself staring at the stash? So many fucking times. Every close-up shot of that man's face. I was just like... Nah, it took me out a it. little there's, bit. There's four fucking points to his mustache. It curls up, curls up, and then goes wider and curls up again on both sides. It's just... Ah
0: oh,
1: man, that's <laughs> incredible. Yes, um, it is. No, I, I feel like it, it, it was dark, but I think the way that it was shot was had a little bit of suspense to it in certain scenes and everything. Obviously, jump scares are—I don't know, maybe they're easy to do, maybe they aren't. I've never made a fucking scary movie, but it feels like the cheap way to scare people. But I feel like they had a couple of decent little shots and how things were laid out and and the camera work. I'm I'm at a 17 out of 20. I don't think it was fucking. Top, top level. Did you say you gave it the same as Equalizer? Yeah. I also gave it the same as Equalizer, but I was higher on how Equalizer looked, did Fair enough. I just feel like these have been two real good movies, and I'm now I'm thinking Civic has upgraded the projectors because that's two in a row. Yeah, that actually just might be it. Yeah. Good for them. Needed. Much needed. So needed. Now they're hopefully not pointing on the wall. Or like yeah. a, a, a 15th of the movie's on the wall. Maybe someone walked in and finally centered the fucking thing. <laughs> it was like, oh, our movie, yeah, is a little bit on the wall.
0: Haven't checked that in
1: four months. <sighs> Characters. Look, I love Bernard's mustache. Beautiful. That's not a character though. Maybe it is. I don't know. His acting is good enough in this. Like, let's be honest. He's not reinventing the wheel. He doesn't have the charisma of Daniel Craig as um, Benoit Blanc. Like Benoit Blanc really steals those movies. I don't know if Kenneth Branagh does this. Maybe the stash is overshadowing him, and that's you know sometimes too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Um, but and. <laughs> Some of it's uh, dumb brain by me. Sometimes I don't understand his accent. I'll be honest. It's I, sometimes I don't know what he's saying. I I honestly I'm like I'm in this fucking theater alone. Mm-hmm. Can we turn subtitles on? <laughs> it's just me. It's a hundred percent vote. Yeah. It would really help. Yeah, I just I, I couldn't understand. Not even just him. It's just like anytime there's people with a European accent, my dumb brain can't really understand it.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's it's not their fault. It's my fault. I thought the rest of the supporting cast, look, Michelle Yeoh was good, like you said, but she was in the movie for 10 minutes, if that. Um, Mr. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey, the actor's name I can't think of right Jamie now. Jamie Dornan? Yeah, got himself in a mustache off with Kenneth Branagh, which you Bernard. cannot do. Brother, he lost. <laughs> I told you about that before you saw yeah. it. There were some one-on-one scenes when it was like back and forth, and it's just like, that's not a bad stash either. It was fun. It, yeah, and just... It wasn't It That's a bold acting move to go into that. Do you think Kenneth Branagh like, Wrote that character, well, he didn't write the character, but he was like, this guy has to have a stash, just so, like, by comparison, people remember how great my stash is. I mean, he is the director, so it may have been a thing where they show up on set and maybe, like, you know how, like, every boss has that one guy who, like, he works for him, but it's like, this fucking guy, mm-hmm. that he can't stand. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that him and Jamie Dornan didn't get along, and he's like, you know what? Put him in a stash. <laughs> Make him have a mustache with me. Just as a that. way to humiliate him, demasculate him in front of the whole cast. I love that. The rest of the cast, I don't know. Like, this, what this movie lacked to me was, and maybe they went too far the other way after getting Gal Gadot and a, a few other big names in the last one that weren't that great. I feel like this movie needed that one extra, not even an A-lister, but that one extra, like, scene stealer. You know, Tina Fey was in it, but, like, I'm just not, like, a huge Tina Fey guy. I'll be honest. I don't have anything against her. No, I'm with you. But she's kind of like forgettable when she's not doing like comedic roles. And this wasn't a comedic role. Like you could have put anyone in that role. Yeah. So I just, I feel like if we got one serious, you know, scene stealer, a uh, more dramatic actor or something, like you could have really had something going, you know, but instead it was kind of just a lot of like forgettableness. Like, you know, I'm not going to remember any of these people's for this performance. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I landed at a 10 out of 20. Yeah, I think that this is the third installment in this franchise. The cast has gotten less noticeable movie by movie. Mm-hmm. We look at Murder on the Orient Express and you have Kenneth Branagh, who stars, obviously. Mm-hmm. Judy Dench, Johnny Depp, Daisy Ridley, who's Star Wars. Maybe not a household name, but a household face from yeah. Star Wars. Michelle Pfeiffer, Penelope Cruz, Josh Gabb. Don't know who Tom Bateman is, but Tom Bateman. William Defoe, Leslie Odom Jr. That's a fucking did you say josh gabb i did did you say michelle pfeiffer i did okay did you listen you were saying so many names while i was trying to read them that's how impressive it was there were so many names did you say willem dafoe i did (laughs) okay (laughs) and it's just like that's a whole fucking cast of like i know who that person is Mm -hmm. and they can have their moment never seen the movie could have been all for naught um $352 million in the box office on a $55 million budget. Pretty good. And then we go to the next one, we have Gal Gadot and I don't really remember Had Gal Gadot, it had Russell Brand. Russell Brand, I like Russell Brand, he's being Tom right Bateman was in it again. So maybe I shouldn't say that, but uh, Latita Wright from um, Black Panther. Yep. Uh, that was kind of it. Okay, in so terms we of big we, names. We're down a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This one, it was like two? Army Hammer. Three? Army Hammer. I don't know. I just. Oh, he was in the other one. He has a great movie. Or a great name. Sorry. Was like, great. What movie? I can't wait. Oh, they, they also have Emma Mackey, who looks a little bit like um. I don't know. I can't think right now.
0: Emma Mackey.
1: Uh, what's her name? Margot Robbie. She looks a little bit like Margot Robbie. She mm-hmm. was in Barbie as well. I know it was like a joke that she kind of looks like Margot Robbie. She doesn't look that much like Margot Robbie. If you look at her Wikipedia picture, she looks like Margot Robbie. Yeah, she does look the most like her there.
0: Thank you.
1: So, I, I agree with that. I feel like there wasn't enough people who were real fucking good at acting, acting in this movie. With that being said, I appreciated the boyfriend, former husband, whatever the fuck he was. Former fiance. I feel like his scenes, I liked him. Um, Tina Fey was perfectly fine. Kenneth Branagh, he was, he was good enough. I agree. He doesn't have that it factor. That mm-hmm. Daniel Craig has. Fully agree. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. The thought of Daniel Craig with this mustache just popped into my head. and How fucking great would those movies be? We need to get a crossover. Can we get a crossover event? Look, it looks like they might be done with making these movies. Let's let Benoit Blanc investigate the murder of Hercule Poirot. Now, Even? I will say there's a very large time <clears throat> difference. Hercule Poirot is dead. Who cares? No, okay, hold on. I just got it. He's like the third removed ancestor of Mm -hmm. Benoit Blanc. He's a ghost helping him solve a murder through time. (laughs) So it's like this is like a chain event of murders. Something happened back here in Europe. Something happened here in modern day. They come together, tie it all together. And then by solving it, Perot can solve it in the past, and that'll change the future, and it changes the whole timeline of the the Benoit Blanc timeline or multiverse, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, let's just combine a murder mystery with a uh, Back to the Future with whatever else we want to combine. I'm saying what the hell of an elevator pitch. And then we find out that you said you said fucking Knives Out meets Back to the Future. Well, then we find out that the murder that they're trying to solve back in the past was actually a suicide. Hercule Pro killed himself. No shit. That's how you find out that the the investigator is the killer. Now, is suicide a murder? No comment. What'd you give characters? <laughs> that feels like a deep question that I, I can't give enough thought on the spot. <laughs> I gave it a 12. I'm a couple points higher than you. No one jumped out to me all that much to steal any scenes or anything, but I didn't hate anybody in it either. Like, I feel like everyone did their part. They just didn't go above and beyond to do more than their part, necessarily. Yeah. Except for, you know, little little spots here and there. The mom, I feel like, was was good at being kind of crazy. Yeah. I believe that she killed her daughter. Yeah, 100%. So that worked for me. Enjoyment. Look, I'm going to be frank with you. This being spooky and having me on the edge of my seat and worrying about jump scares is going to hurt enjoyment. Yeah. It just is. It always will for you. So, like, would I watch this again? Probably not because I was a little scared. It's not in my absolute despised range. And I still gave it a little little bit more credit because I I appreciate the stash. I pre- appreciate Mr. Bernal and everything. And I like a murder mystery. So that still redeems it a little bit for me. But it's still not a movie, like I would say, I overly enjoyed. And then you add the scariness and it's going to hurt a little bit. It's going to bring it down to single digits for me. I gave it a 9 out of 20. Mm. That's tough. That's, that's how it is. I'm sorry. Um. So I think that this is a better <sighs> – I don't know. I like the parts more in this movie than than its predecessor. Okay. I think overall, with like the the scariness of it and everything, I gave this the exact same enjoyment scale that I gave Death on the Nile, and that's a thirteen out of twenty. Okay. I'm a, I'm I'm I don't know. I feel like I'm higher on this movie, but I didn't enjoy it any more or any less. It was a perfectly fine, perfectly adequate murder mystery. You get a little bit of extra shit going on in there. But yeah. it's not one of my favorites. I won't jump back and watch it immediately. But this is a movie that I would do the dad thing where I'd stand up and if it's on, I'd just pretend I'm not watching and sit down and like... Watch a little. Yeah. All right. That's that, fair. That feels like a 13. That feels like what a 13 <laughs> shit. What's your final score? I gave it a final score of 69 out of 100. That's pretty good. That's within the lines. It is. Too bad I'm dragging it down. Yeah, you're way lower I gave it 11 points lower than its predecessor. I gave it a 54 out of 100. Yeesh. you like Calderon. Excuse But what did you just hit? You have a base? Sneezed. Hit my bottle on the wall. We're oh good. We're God. back, baby. 54 out of 100, giving us a combined score of 61.5 out of 100, making this the 136th movie out of 198 films we have reviewed. It is with the likes of Wonder Woman 1984. Mm, nice. um, Dear Evan Hansen, Uncharted that's way too high. That's way too high. Yeah, I was a little too high on that. Mm, Maybe mm-hmm. I'd have to go back and watch it to confirm. Mm-hmm. The Prom, there's, there's a movie old. I forgot about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's way too high, Mister Fucking Sixty Four. Little Things, Snake Eyes, Little Things, I would consider a murder mystery. That was the movie you infamously kept forgetting that existed. Yeah. <laughs> and it also fell uh, four and a half points below. Death on the Nile, which got a consensus 66 from us. So, I was two points higher on this than Death on the Nile. You were much lower. Yeah, but we're a team, so we consider this movie worse, and we consider it not within the lines. It is below the line, and it would get a Rotten on Rotten Tomatoes as a result. It would. That's fine. I, I Whatever. I think that that's just the nature of the beast with it being kind of changing genres a little bit and being a little bit scarier than it was before. Especially when you're Got a guy right here that doesn't like scary movies. Oh. Not, not the audience for it. So it ends up falling below the line? Yep. Um, Jason, I have a feeling that these, uh, this next draft, everyone's facial hair would fall above the line. It would. I was actually, I like your segue attempt. I actually wanted to read you one more thing before we jumped into <laughs> to the mustache draft. To get you in the mood for the mustache draft. I want to be very clear it's a facial hair draft. Sorry, you're correct. Facial hair draft. Something I found during the podcast was going to bring it up in the moment and said, I'm going to wait because I don't want Tyler to be grumpy the rest of the podcast. Oh, really? This is a Reddit post, r slash Agatha Christie with 73 upvotes. Does anyone else hate the ridiculous new mustache slash look Bernard has brought to Poirier, Poirot? Question I'm new here, so sorry if this has been asked already, but I hate What's Kenneth. The name per- of that post? Does anyone else hate the ridiculous new mustache slash look Bernard has brought to Poirier, Poirot? Are you about to downvote it? Anyways, I'm new here, so, this is, so I'm sorry if this has already been asked, but I hate Kenneth Branagh's horrible mustache.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba.
1: Ashes. Perot would never have a soul patch. They're too big, the wrong color, and not waxed at all. He meticulously grooms himself, covers his gray with Revivit. I base this off Agatha getting final approval over Tony Randall's mustache in 1965's The Alphabet Murders. The movies are good. He's a great actor but I can stare, but all I can stare at is his stupid facial hair. Please tell me I'm not alone. First uh, comment, top of comment from small stuffed Himmo. hippo, Himmo. <laughs> hippo. So we're just ignoring all of the descriptions of his huge, luxuriant mustache in the actual books now. And this is a quote from the book. Dr. Burton's eyes swept over Hercule Perot, over his small, neat Person attired in stipend trousers, correct black jacket and natty bow tie, swept up from his patent leather shoes to his egg shaped head and the immense mustache that adorned his upper lip. And then they he they do a bunch of more quotes about his mustache. So it looks like he got uh they got hit back on, you know. Are you okay? You're just typing. I'm responding to it. Oh, two years later? You found this. Immediately, yeah. I fucking hate this guy. I don't know who he is, but fuck you, or gal. Guy. Couch Potato. <laughs> <laughs> That's his username? But B-A-K-D underscore Couch Potato. Mm, Baked Couch Potato. Baked <laughs> <big> Couch Potato. <laughs> fuck you, Baked Couch Potato. That man just, that man ended up on one of my enemy lists. Oh! So I, I like enemy. I like it. Let's that really see. pisses me off. Let's see what else they post on Reddit. That's ah, too much work. They do seem pretty active, so he'll definitely get a – they will definitely get an alert from you commenting on this two years after the fact. (laughs) This is great. I'm glad I I read this for you. I responded, you have no taste in facial hair. Only a man who can see three steps ahead of every mystery can have that gift of God on his upper lip. (laughs) All All right. right. Setting the tone.
0: God, fuck that guy.
1: Facial hair draft, one of one would be Mr. Kenneth Bernard. Hercule Perot, but we're not, we're keeping him off the board. We're removing him. This is a, this is a, he's it. He's the guy. Mm-hmm. Who else has a chance to be he, the well, guy? He's, with him? he's the commissioner of this league that we're drafting teams for. He's not, it's not even like that. He's just, it's well accepted. He's Michael Jordan? He's, he's retired? He's not even Michael Jordan, dog, because people are like, ooh, LeBron. What's a guy who's just the guy of a sport? There's got to be one, right? Hockey? Pinky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's the Gretzky of mustaches. Facial hair. Fuck. <laughs> well, both. Both, <Well>, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's everyone else wants to compete in his league. Well, if he's the Gretzky of mustaches, with my first overall pick, I'm going to take the Sidney Crosby of mustaches. Okay. I think Sidney Crosby is one of the greatest of all time. I don't know. I'm, I'm not talking to you guys. I'm just kind of saying shit out of my mustache. It's a mustache you and I love dearly. It's a mustache that has bonded our friendship together for many years now. It is a mustache that, it just, it's, it's immaculate. It is good. It, <laughs> And I mean, really good. That's Ron Burgundy's mustache, Ty. Yeah, it's on my board. That's my first overall pick. It's a great pick. Thank you. It's, I forgot all about it until the car ride home today. And oh. Yeah, it took me a while to get there, and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> there's a, I'm sure, that I can't think of it right now, but I know there's a line in that movie about how something is graced his upper lip. Oh, yeah, yeah. They they make mention of the mustache plenty of times, There was no other – that was the first thing I thought of when we conceptualized this draft months and months ago was Ron Burgundy's mustache. Goddamn, that's a good thing. Thank you, Um So my idea for this facial hair draft was I wanted to get a little touch of everything in there. Okay. I want a mustache. Okay. I want a beard. Okay. I want any other variation of facial hair. I did not take that approach, but okay. Uh, well, it's, you know, maybe I don't end up fully committing to that. Maybe I get a couple of repeats in there. But I just added, a, you know, my 13th here. And I feel like there's just so many different ways to go about this. of wonderful facial hair. Now this one, then I'm going to take one of one. um, One of two. Two of one? Two of one. Yeah. Two of one. It's another great, great month. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a man where I believe they sell merch of just his mustache now. It's a newer one. <sighs> but god damn it, I love this show. I love this man. Damn. It's Ted Lasso's mustache. I was gonna double up on the stashes. Yeah. That was gonna be my next pick. Yeah, no, that was a big board. That was a I saw my, oh. my opponent was gonna take that, so I had to get ahead of it. <sighs> I intentionally, when reading the list of the people who were on Murder on the Orient Express, mm-hmm. didn't include Jamie Dornan who is is um in Ted Lasso? Yeah. I don't know who Jamie Dornan is. Uh, he's, the, he's the fucking star player of the team. No, that's... Jamie Dornan? Oh, I think I read that name So Phil Dunster, I apologize. Okay. Phil Dunster. Yeah. Jamie Dornan's the... Yeah. I think he was in this movie. Like, I just read that. I don't know where the fuck I got that name
0: from. Okay.
1: Fair. Um, <laughs> sure. um... He was on Murder on the Orient Express. Yes. I intentionally okay. didn't list that out to you to try and make Ted Lasso not be at the front of your mind. Well, he was number two on board. I was... There's characters who transcend their actors. Ron Burgundy is not Will Ferrell. Ted Lasso is not Jason Sudeikis. Like, they are two different people in my mind. And that's why I was going to take both of them with my first two picks. I was going to hoard the stashes. I don't even need both those stashes. They're very similar in, in style as well. But No, they're not. Yeah, they are. They're both they bushy. Know. Yes, they are. They're bushy, but they're different types of bushy. Are we sure? I think their stashes are pretty similar. I, don't, I I mean, they're pretty similar. That's just – Ted Lasso's feels like a Middle America mustache. Mm. Just like a guy from Kansas. And Ron Burgundy's a coastal elite. Exactly. Got it. Okay. Ron Burgundy's a left-wing mustache. Ted Lasso's a right-wing uh, got mustache. Got it. Okay. okay. Got, That's got it. it. All right. Um, look, I have a really good one. I have a facial hair on here. I'll just say a facial hair. That – I feel like, like, pound for pound might be the best facial hair on here. Okay. Well, I feel like I can get it in the later rounds. So, with that being said. Now, now, I will ask. Is this, like, movies, real life? You'll see as we go on our board. I'm not going to tell you right now what this. Animated. Well, I'm just saying in general. Like Any everything? Okay. Facial hair. I want to reiterate. we two, two mustaches. Facial hair can get in this board, though. Well, let me get off the mustache train. And let me go with the most iconic beard in sports. They literally call him The Beard, James Harden. James Harden's beard. I thought you were going with the old Giants picture. Picture. No comment on that. He was also The Beard. He was The Beard before James Harden. Was. No comment on that. You're just pissed off because he won so many World Series rings over the Dodgers? He's also on board time. Maybe I was going to pick him later. Oh. You were going to have two of The Beards? I was also going to have two freaking mustaches. But that's different. It's not like two beards. You were gonna have two. No, Brian Wilson was my backup. Beards. Brian Wilson was my backup pick in case you took James Harden. Okay. James Harden. Look, he's got the best beard in, in basketball. You don't see a lot of guys with big big bushy beards in basketball. He like, gets so sweaty in basketball. Who wants all that fucking facial hair? And he goes to the strip club a lot. Yeah, he does. And so he... much other juices in this beard. Sex <laughs> like sweat. I'm just looking at Maybe some some types of sweat. His beard got fluffy oh, yeah. last year. I'm looking at some twenty twenty three pictures of James Harden. His beard was I think he stopped putting as much attention to it. I don't think he was manicuring it. God, he looks ridiculous shaven. <laughs> That's why he has a beard. I also love that it looks like he pretty aggressively has a receding hairline.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's just committed to it with his hair still. But it's just so much up front.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a great fucking beard.
0: It's
1: great. Big, bushy, beautiful. Yeah. That one week where he got really fat to get cut from the team, yeah. it looked good. Yeah. James Harden. He's probably going to do that this year again because he doesn't want to play for the 76ers. Yeah, wild person, but great beard. Indeed. Um. Okay, so I'm going to go away from from mustaches here as well, Jay. Uh, okay. I will say James Harden, not on my board. Oh, bad pick, I mean then. So um, I'm going to go – I'm going to take you back to an earlier time. Okay. We're going to travel back in time to the year, I don't fucking know, 2002, 2001, 2000. Okay. I want to take you back to the year 2000, Jay. Movies movies are booming at the time. People say 1999 is the greatest movie year of all time. Movies are booming at the time. Mm-hmm. And comic books wanted to capitalize on that boom. Mm-hmm. And we got graced with the movie X-Men. Yes. In which a just fucking jacked Hugh Jackman shows up as the Wolverine with some of the most manly fucking chops I have ever seen on screen. Yeah. That man looks like a Wolverine. <laughs> Is that your pick? Yeah, it's Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's his, his chops, specifically in the early 2000 X-Men movies. Not the most recent ones. Because mm-hmm. he has more beard than yeah, the more recent Yeah, he has dumb beard. But when he shaved his lip, he shaved his chin. And it's just cheeks full of fucking hair. That is the manliest man you will ever see. That's the creme de la creme of mutton chops. I'll be honest, I was trying to find a mutton chop example. And I couldn't. I didn't think of that because I haven't seen any X-Men movies. Are um... you looking up? Right now? Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's great. It's fucking wonderful. I th- in high school I wanted to grow mutton chops, which what a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. You want <would> <laughs> a bowl cut with mutton not, chops? not in high school. Asking to get bowl <laughs> Not literally in high school. In high school, I had the dream of when I was older having mutton chops. Got it. So, uh... well, I don't want to. I don't want to tease anything, Jay. Maybe you with facial hairs on my board. I did have a beard once. It's Kind it's of a beard. Back. Yeah, don't really love it. I like Everyone that pick though, Ty. like that pick. Thank you. My third pick. I don't think any of my things are on your board. I really don't. So I think you forgot about this person. So I'm just going to go with the one I said might have the pound for pound best, best mustache on here. I'm going to go with Jim Carrey as Dr. Eggman in the live action Sonic. I forgot all about that. Great stash. Really good. Uh, you have it when he's not like electrocuted, and it's just like a little bit of a, a handlebar mustache but then you have it in the start of the second movie when he's on that planet and his mustache is literally just going everywhere. Um, obviously, that's not a real mustache. I think we can say that, but it's good. It's really good. Yeah. I will say there is something to where I have to question whether or not I believe uh, Mr. Hercule Perot's mustache mm-hmm. is real. I do know that his mustache is fake as fuck in <laughs> that. Okay. Ready to just degrade my pick? But, you know, it is a competition at the end of the <laughs> day but it's a fucking great stash. The, the animated character, I'm not taking him technically, but even he has a great stash. you, you know?
0: Very good stash
1: mm-hmm. Thank you, Todd. I, I don't know. I'm not going to say I hate the pick. Sounds like is, you hate it. Because it has a great fucking mustache. Sounds like you hate it. But it's just that little sense of disbelief that adds that something, something to it. I never, I never had to question whether Wolverine's mutton chops were real. I knew that those were grown pure testosterone. <laughs> Riding on the back of pure testosterone grown facial hair. I have a real-life... I don't know how to do this. Mm. I have an Mm. animated character. Okay. That has a wonderful, wonderful facial hair. Okay. There has been fan castings of a real-life person who has wonderful, wonderful facial hair. And I want the animated person, but I also kind of want to include in the real-life person. You're trying to take two with one pick, is what you're telling me. Okay, I won't do it. But um, we're going to go with the straight animated here. Okay. The manliest beard I have ever seen. I have no idea where you're going with it's this. It's Kratos from God of War. Mmm. Okay. It's just big and and, okay. and. burlicky, if that's a word. And it's just the most intimidating shit ever. After, Especially because he's like, he's just, he's just got a goatee. He's a goatee guy in the early games. And then you get old man Kratos and the shaved head with all that beard. Well, let's if I if right. I had to push back, you know, I have to suspend disbelief and I think maybe Hercule Perot's mustache is real. Uh I know that God of Wars beard is not so real. So wrong. Because the fan casting is a triple, triple H I was about to say it's a triple H. Where he looks just like him. Yeah. That beard is fucking incredible and he could pull it off in live action. Would you cast Triple H's? As- not at all. I want a good actor, not a wrestler. Wow. Yeah. Shots fired yeah, to John yeah. Cena and Dave Batista and Dwayne Johnson. I just wanted to say that for shock value, I don't think I would get Triple H, but. Did you see, The Rock came back? It looks fucking great. I did, John Cena. They shook hands in the ring. And it was a backstage segment out The Ring, yeah. but close enough. Like, the week later, they shook hands in the ring. He the hasn't. He's end only end. been one. Jason, I'm 100% sure. He just came back this last Friday. Maybe it was an older clip. It was. I don't know. It they was. He shook hands in the middle of the ring. Yeah. That was pretty cool. What the fuck did. How did. Uh, what's the, what the fuck's the, the rock? football guy? Not Pat McAfee? Football. How the fuck did Pat McAfee just win at life and get to just, like, go on side quests doing whatever the fuck he wants? Well, he was a commentator for, like, two years for SmackDown. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, he's just a punter. (laughs) And then it was like, hey, you want to be, like, a fucking super big podcast? Hey, you want to, like, host football shows? Hey, come back and be in the fucking ring to announce The Rock's return. Yeah. And the last time he was, not the last WrestleMania, but the WrestleMania before, he was in the ring with Stone Cold Steve Austin. and got stunned by him. That's incredible. He's winning life. We might be in Pat McAfee's video game, like his Sims. Video game. Exactly. And he's just the main character. This his life we're living in. Going back to Triple H, they should cast him in the Kratos show, but not as Kratos. Just as like a ha-ha nod to the fans. Just give him like a throwaway cameo. Mm. You know how sometimes they'll do that with like – I feel like sometimes they do that with actors when everyone's like, oh, we want this actor for this. But then it doesn't end up happening, but then they'll cast him as like a small little – kind of like the voice of Mario getting a small little <laughs> throwaway role in, yeah. in the Mario movie. Mm-hmm. And then retiring, what, six months later? Ooh. The voice of Mario. Did he? I'm pretty sure. On oh, quits. I think he did, and I he wonder. Pass the torch to Pratt. <laughs> yeah, Charles Mar Martin, Martin retired, retired. Was this like a month ago? He just mailed him the Mario hat. <laughs> Chris just went to get his mail one day and pulled that out. He like, said, "What the fuck?" That was, so that was how the guy knows. Chris Pratt was the full-time voice of Mario now. Yeah, I wonder how much the movie had to do with that. Like he was getting old, but I wonder if that was his final straw. Like, you guys fucked me out of a payday. Yeah. They could have paid him a tenth of what they probably paid Chris Patton. he would have been happy. And it would have been wonderful. Justice for Mario. Speaking of, I'm not going to take Mario. I'm going to take maybe the greatest sports mustache of all time, Ty. I don't think you remember who this person is. I think I'm going to say his name, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember him. It's the greatest sports mustache of all time. It's a handlebar mustache. It looks like he is the villain for Meet the Robinsons. It's Mr. Raleigh Fingers. Oh, you look devastated. Oh. I, had this whole thing lined up. oh I got him that was my fifth pick you always know i saved something fun for my fifth pick mm-hmm. i had this whole thing lined up of taking me back to a different time we were going to go back to world war ii and i was going to say how i wanted to get an iconic mustache something where you don't have to see the person you see the mustache oh you were going to allude to picking i was going to allude to picking hitler and then i was going to say just kidding Rolly Finger's dad met his mom, they had sex, he was born a year later after World War II ended, mm. and then we got the greatest sports mustache of all time. But instead, I picked it with my home And he's now on my team. Why are you such facial a hair? fucking nerd? Who the fuck cares about Rolly Fingers? <laughs> a guy who plays in be the, the show and knows what that stash looks like. God damn it, you ruined everything. It's a great stash. It's what- so good. What I love most is there's pictures of him as an old man. He still has the black stash as an old man with with the handlebar. Yeah, it looks like it's getting a little gray, but he still got it. No, he's still rocking it. He still got it. He got game. It ain't what it was in his prime. I'm sure he isn't either. (laughs) (laughs) But damn it, it's incredible. You gotta put like pomade or something on that, right? Like to do it. I honestly, I was getting so scared of you taking Raleigh fingers. I was gonna take it with my fourth pick. I was lined up. I already had it, like, slotted in. I'm sorry, Todd. You definitely have to use pomade or something. I don't know. It was probably just, like, really, really, really sticky shit. Pine tar? <laughs> yeah. he just use straight pine tar and would just, like, fix his mustache in the middle of the game, and now he's a Hall of Famer. Mm. That, that's how he cheated? Oh, for sure. And But he... That's the thing. Is he's had to kept, keep up the... Handlebar mustache the rest of his life I mean, to He fucking p- hates that mustache, <laughs> he doesn't want anyone to know that he You know, got the edge in the game. Good call. That's a good call. I'm sorry, Ty. God dude. I fucking hate you. I thought there was no chance he had him on the board. I'm glad I took him now. Why wouldn't you have taken a fifth thing? Cause I my gut told me. And it's not a handlebar right. mustache also. Fuck you. I thought I saved myself because he said Oh, what is head. it? It's I don't know, but a handlebar mustache ones that come, that oh. come down. What is <laughs> That's the kind of mustache he has? I don't know. So I like, you started, and I was like, fuck, he's taking him. And then you said handlebar, and I was like, oh, we're good. And you're just fucking wrong. You want to know how I know you're wrong, Jay? How? No. Because with my fourth pick, I'm taking the greatest handlebar mustache that there's ever been. We're going back to the WWE, baby. Oh. And that's the Hulkster. <laughs> Hulk Hogan's handlebar mustache. Now, that's a facial hair where you see it. You don't got to see the top half of his head. You know that's Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Weird dude lies about a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. Bad person. Yeah, not a good guy. Mm -hmm. But But god damn it. That's what happens when you take a lot of steroids and get a lot of concussions. (laughs) Severe brain damage. Yeah. Just so many different toxins running through his body. But the one thing is that testosterone was through the fucking room Mm
0: -hmm.
1: when that mustache was grown. I'd like to point out that Raleigh Fingers is considered a waxed handlebar mustache. So I guess they take the handlebars and they wax them and curl them up. So thank you very much. No fucking lady. They're both handlebar mustaches. Well that's stupid. Yeah. Those are two completely different things. Or if it's a the fancy term is an imperial. That makes more sense. But I looked up what kind of mustaches Raleigh Fingers had and it said waxed handlebar mustache. So Google would never lie, Ty. How about so that? What kind of mustache does Watch it say goatee. It said waxed handlebar. You, you take wax and you, you pull the handlebars up. I might just be wrong here. They're calling it the horseshoe mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great description for that. I thought it always looked like handlebars on a bike. <laughs> Am I wrong? Tell me if Hulk Hogan is laying down, like, face in the sky. And you're standing above him, that doesn't look like a bike handlebar. No, you're right, but I always thought it was just like half a goatee. I didn't know they had that had a name. Cause it's just a goatee without the See now I don't know. It says does Hulk Hogan have a handlebar mustache? And it says Hulk Hogan is known for his handlebar mustache. This is a rabbit hole. I don't know. You know it's a wild look. What? I think it was like the NWO days. He's got the blonde mustache with black Mm -hmm. stubble. Yeah. What's going on there? I don't know. He bleaches mustache? Yeah, he bleaches (laughs) mustache, right? Yeah. Does he have black hair? I don't know. I I have no idea. Hold on a minute, Jay. I think I might be onto something here. Does Hulk Hogan ever appear without a bandana on? While wrestling? I don't know. I know his hairline is really bad. Like if you look at a picture of him without a bandana, even from back in the day, his hair is all the way back here. I'm gonna say something here. Think it's a wig? I think he's got a fucking wig on. I think he's got a wig on and a fake must, well, real mustache, but bleached. Okay. I think his whole I think his whole thing was a facade. I mean it is Hulk Hogan, I wouldn't be surprised. This fucking guy. That's ah. still a handlebar mustache, though. It's a great stash. I don't know what to take with my final pick. I'm I'm so fucking genuinely heartbroken that I may actually just choose Hitler. Please don't. That's off the board. I won't. But that's how heartbroken I am. I'm gonna go with. Uh, you know what? You t- You kept me from taking lasso, so I'll double down on Anchorman. How about that? How am I gonna double down on Anchorman? You may ask. By picking the beard of Zeus. Oh, fuck yeah. By the beard of Zeus. Literally, there's a phrase after the beard of Zeus. So it's got to be a great beard. You look up any picture of Zeus, and he's just got a miraculous, electric, ever-flowing beard. It's kind of curly. You look at the statues of Zeus. Like, his beard kind of looks like your hair. He Zeus, yeah. Zeus is a handsome guy. Looking at these statues? Oh, no. I mean, it's it's written. He has sex more than... A lot of mortals, right? is that how, like, half-bloods are created? Yeah. I think, like, he just literally is just like, I'm going to come down. I'm a god. Let's get it on. Look, I'm not religious. I never want to talk re- religion on this podcast. Not even Greek religion? Well, the one thing I want to say is, out of all other religions in the world, the coolest one that could be true would be, like, the Greek or Roman gods. Like, there's actually, like... Just these different gods for different things, and they're just like badasses. So I fucking love God of War because that's all it was—the first like three games. And that's why I like Percy Jackson. I was more of a PG kid. Oh, I nice. was <laughs> like, I want to see that god get his head cut off. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I think that more uh, relates to our, our fathers, and like your dad was into gaming—not into gaming, but he liked God of War and stuff. My dad was like, just go read a book, you nerd. <laughs>
0: Okay.
1: That's a good pick. Thanks, man. The beard of Zeus. Yep. Fucking not bad. So I'm left with a real bad situation here, because my whole board was strategized around only needing four picks. Does Kratos kill Zeus in the games? Yeah. What? What is Kratos the god of? War? Oh, (laughs) Oh, brother. What's your next pick? What's your next pick? Yikes. (laughs) What's your next pick? Um, do you have one more pick left? No, that was my fifth and final pick. Okay, so I'm going to walk you through this here. (laughs) I had... I was going through, and I was like, again, I want different styles. I've come to the realization that goatees are for people who can't grow cool facial hair. My father has a goatee. And it works for him, (laughs) but I guarantee if he can have a fucking Raleigh Fingers mustache, he would rather have that. I I think you should ask him. Maybe not Raleigh Fingers mustache. Just a beard? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But I think he's just like, yeah, hey, I'll just, I'll rock the goatee instead. I've never seen my dad without a goatee. I don't think I have either. I would assume if I have it, you haven't. <laughs> well, Like now that you say it, I'm saying like I don't think I have. It would legitimately shock me to my core. It's not even like it's a big like face altering goatee, but it'd just like I'd come over and something feel eerie. I don't even think I've seen pictures of him when he was like 16, because he got the goatee when he was like in high school still. I love that. I should shave his goatee in sleep. <laughs> Just to see what it looks like. Um, so I, that, that was, you know, looking at that, I was like, eh, okay. A couple of different people I could have chose. Another mustache that's real strong, Um, Dr. Phil. Is that your pick? No. Oh, okay. Real strong mustache. Yeah. Go through, I could go the animated route. Not a strong mustache, but really iconic. If you see, like, this person, you're like, oh, that. I don't, it's Ned Flanders. Ned Flanders mm, mustache. Good one. It's iconic. Yep, it is. That would have been a good um, pick. If you're not picking that, then your pick must be really good. No, because I, I think I am actually picking that. My other one was Ricky Bobby's soul patch. Mmm. <laughs> that's also a good one. <laughs> it's just soul, It's just the tiniest little thing of hair, but I fucking love a good soul How patch. about I grow a soul patch? I'd love that. Probably would hate that so much. Um, I have Doctor Strange for a goatee, Mario and Luigi for some mustaches, but mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm gonna go Ned Flanders mustache. Okay, that feels like the right pick there. Okay, it's iconic. It's you see someone walking around and you're like he's got a Ned Flanders mustache. Yeah, like that's its own thing now. I would argue uh, Ted Lasso has a Ned Flanders mustache.
0: you does.
1: Now you told me you collaborated with your wife on this. Victoria mm-hmm. uh, was one of her suggestions. Daddy Lynn. It very much was. She was she was pitching hard for that and I said there's no fucking chance I'm taking that goatee. What else did she uh, pitch her with? She's the one who brought Raleigh Fingers to my attention and I, I wrote up the whole really? she was looking up lists. Oh, she okay. was like, Do you know who Raleigh Fingers?" I was like, Oh fuck yeah. Okay. And I thought up the whole uh, the whole thing there. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. brought up Dr. Phil. You, she she said Ron Burgundy. Okay. Which I was like, Yeah. That's a woman of class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, she reminded me of Ted Damn, you had to be reminded of Ted Lasso? Yeah. <laughs> I was really Kinda early gross. on in the process here. Uh, honorable mentions, I had uh, Mario. I had Brian Wilson in case you picked James Harden. Yeah. I also had Santa Claus. Good beard. Mm-hmm. Santa Claus and a Violent Night, great beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really well done by by Harvard. One of those first names. David. David. Do you have any other honorable mentions? I just ran through all of them. All right. Good draft, Ty. Go I'm glad pick. I took the Raleigh fingers from me. It wasn't a good draft. It's just so hard because, like, I I try and go out with a bang. Mm-hmm. I try and have a good time with my last pick. You do. It's such a fucking risk waiting for the last. pick But well, when it, it, lands, it lands, it lands. It does. The whole draft. Iconic moment. The Holy Spirit. is just. Go back and listen. Crater movie review. You can skip the movie review. They literally took it off Disney you Plus. You can't even watch the fucking movie anymore. I don't think there's a way to watch it legally. So just jump to the to the list. Yeah. Tyler was he was he was throwing ninety-nine that day. Oh, was yeah. I had my stuff.
0: Working.
1: Random AI generated synopsis here. I tried practicing this impression for a while and Riley said it was please, horrible. Please don't wait something to do with facial hair. It's not. It's random. It's never random. That's the biggest lie in all of the What podcast. facial hair person could it be? You could have done Hulk Hogan? I didn't want to give away any of my draft picks. Well, yeah, but this is after the fucking draft. I don't know, Ty. Do you want me to change the last minute? No, it's fine. <clears throat> I just I'm gonna be real, real disgusted listening to this accent of this guy with no facial hair. You could have ran back, Larry, the cable guy. He's got a goatee. Now you're trying to make me sad. I don't even want to do it. Who is it? Kermit the Frog here. Oh my God. <laughs> well, hi, there, folks. Why Kermit? What the fuck? <laughs> it's never been yeah. It never is. In this one week, you're like, what if I'm a puppet? <laughs> a muppet, please. Muppet, I thought better than a regular I puppet. I should have some respect. For that. <clears throat> well, hi there, folks. And this uh flick called movie name, you've got this um genius kid named who um tear teams up with a bunch of uh they just make him say um and uh a lot quirky pals. They uh build some pretty cool gadgets and uh suit up to save their uh futuristic city from a mysterious baddie. Oh, yeah. and there's a uh redacted, named redacted, <laughs> who uh steals the show. Yeah, it's yeah. a uh does steal the show. tale of friendship, science, and uh heroics. Mm-hmm. So uh buckle up for some um <laughs> high tech adventures and uh heartwarming moments. Mm-hmm. I can see Kermit the Pride showing up in this property. Uh, just like a spin-off hero. All these ums and uhs are written, by the way. That was yeah, not me no, that was, yeah, no, I could tell that was very scripted. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably fucks you up, because then you're going to, like, accidentally throw in an extra um there.
0: Mm-hmm. Then
1: you just double tap the um. Mm, yeah. It's Big Hero 6. Damn, you got that really easy. Yeah, it's been, I love that movie. It's a great movie. It's underrated. Never I see seen Kermit, The frog showing up in, like, a super suit. But it's good. I think there's a TV show, and I haven't watched that. Never seen it. Is this robot Baymax. Is that was redacted? Redacted. Yeah. There's a big puffy, lovable healthcare robot named Baymax. Love that. That's great. It's a good movie. I thought of Big Hero Six because San Francisco just opened in California Ventures. They changed like the that. whole area. And then I don't know. I just thought of Kermit. Kermit the Frog here. I thought I did him pretty well. Uh, okay, moment of a moment of vulnerability. I was thinking of impressions I could do well, and I was like, I can do uh, Kermit. So that's why I did Kermit. And then Riley just instantly shot all my comments. Yeah, she should have. I'm glad she did point <laughs> You remember? What did I do last week? I don't even remember anymore. But you no, said no. if I said to if I did it to someone, they'd be able to guess in like ten tries who it was. Like you said it wasn't great, but if they had ten guesses, they could guess what it was. We did the equalizer last week. Anyways, you I You did a movie no, I like, I don't remember because last week was the week you did a movie that I've never even fucking heard of, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you've heard of it. It was flushed away. Oh. I can't undo. I think I could look at my old edits oh. on my doc. Anyways, I did it to Riley, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And, uh... No. She had no idea. I was going to text you earlier to do Hulk Hogan. Then I was like, fuck, I'm giving away Hulk Hogan. That's not bad. Oh, damn it. It's so much better than your Kriman impression. Damn it. You can never do it now. I will never allow you to use that. He's got to tell you something, brother. I'm in the room with him. Oh, no. Stop fucking with me. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. If, like, if I'm not saying anything, people on the podcast are like, how the fuck did they get Hulk Hogan on? You're just fucking with me. Stop it. <laughs> it's good. I'll do it next week. No, you won't. <laughs> You'll never use Hulk Hogan. What will you do if I do not Hulk Hogan? Not answer. Not answer. <laughs> I'll walk out of the studio. <laughs> that sucks. You fuck this up. What do we review next week, Ty? <laughs> next week we are reviewing the... I'm, it's it's the GameStop movie. I don't know if it's a documentary. I don't know if it's fictionalized. If it's dramatic. I really don't know shit about this movie. It kind of looks like it wants to be like this generation's big short. Have you seen the big short? No, but I really don't Just watched it like two weeks ago. It's wonderful, right? Yeah, it's good. It's a good thing. Um, it looks good. It's got a really good cast. Paul Dano, I, Shail- Shailene Woodley, Seth Rogen, Pete Davidson, Sebastian Stan, America Ferreira. Mm-hmm. Can I say something? Please do. Paul Dano. He is – he probably should already be on the list, but just for dramatic effect, I'm going to say that with a good performance in this movie, he's officially on the, the list of, like, when he's in something, I have to see it. You know what I mean? Like, we have that li- the list of people. Lawrence P is one of them. Yeah. Um, he he will be on that list. What else is he? He was great in the Batman. He was great in Fableman. That's it. That's all I really know him from. Oh. So that's why he needs a third. And he's also great in this? Have you seen this? No, I'm saying if he is. Oh, if he is. He will be on that. I have to watch everything he's in. He's also in Prisoners. He was in Prisoners. I we've read that. So there's big stakes for Mr. Paul Dano in this. Thank you. Not to make his performance, you know, more pressure to it, even though it's already been filmed and recorded and released. It actually, shoot, Ty, have you checked this? Can we see this? Oh, I have no fucking clue. You're the one who gave me this movie.
0: Oh, no. This, one, this one's 100%
1: on you if you fuck this up. Oh, no. Hold on. Because they had a, oh. Well, I have bad news. Okay. We can't? No. It's a uh, limited release. What? The closest is Ontario or Rialto. Fuck. And I have a movie for the following week. And then it actually releases on the 29th. ninth. my movie? Oh, it's actually already on the schedule, the creator. Heard great things about it. I wrote it down. I said we need to put that on the schedule. We're reviewing that following week. So We don't have a movie for this week. Unless we travel. I don't know if I'm going to do that for the GameStop movie. It looks good Maybe. Where's that at? Ontario. Go with Victoria. I'll watch Xander. The logistics of that. <laughs> Such a headache. Quit your job and go on Monday. Movies releasing September 22nd. We should probably do this off the pot, Ty. So why don't we sign the, the listeners off and they will know what we're reviewing? They'll have no idea. When next re- week is out. Hey. If there's no movies coming out, we'll just do an Evergreen episode. It's Dumb Money. Dumb Money's coming out. Oh! I'm not even... What? The Continental? What? Oh, it's a series. It's it's Expendables 4. I think we were just talking about it. I don't want to watch that fucking movie. Though. Well, it's either we travel for Dumb Money or you, you watch Expendables 4. <laughs> I don't want to
0: watch Expendables 4.
1: We'll figure something out. This website still says Dumb Money is the 22nd. This is stupid. I think we do Expendables 4. I think that's what we do, but I want to be honest with you, listeners. You could show up next week and it's completely different movie. I think you don't even have to watch Expendables 4 to get the gist of what we're reviewing in Expendables 4. Is Expendables 4 like Avengers Infinity War where I have to go back and watch all of their 80s action franchises to understand
0: mm-hmm.
1: the plot of Expendable, and then finish, you know, Expendables 1, 2, and 3? There's a Hulu movie coming out, but I don't know. It looks like it might be really, really
0: bad. So No one will save you?
1: Yeah. You also saw
0: that one. I skipped that right past it. We can watch Spy Kids Armageddon?
1: What the fuck? I've never seen Spy Kids. What? You've never seen Spy Kids? No. Bro. Never watched one. The closest I ever got was Sharkboy and Lavagirl. Dude. Which I don't know if that's close, because I've never seen Spy Kids. Spy Kids was this shit. We might have to watch Spy Kids Armageddon. I don't know. I'll leave it up to you, Todd. we got three options. It's up to the Wootenster. We might just go with a random fourth one. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll do a pod. Maybe it's Nevergreen. Maybe we'll review one of these movies. We'll see. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody.